Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast, where it's all about inspiring change and transforming lives. And here's your host. He's an Amazon best-selling author, six-figure blogger, internet marketer, and one of the top life coaches in the world, Stefan Palernos. Hey, everyone. This is Stefan from ProjectLifeMastery.com. Today, I'm really excited to bring you a good friend of mine, Stephen Lake from Vancouver, British Columbia. Stephen is a relationship coach. He's also the author of this book right here. It's called Talk to Me, How to Communicate with Women, Tune Up Your Relationship, Tone Down the Fights, Dodge Divorce, and Have Sex More Than Once a Year. Uh, so this is a great book. I've been flipping through it. And, um, you know, I don't really talk too much about relationships on my blog or on my videos. And that, and a lot of people have been asking me about it. And so Steven's a friend of mine from Vancouver. We're in the same mastermind group. And I thought it'd be great to have him, um, you know, do, an, uh, do some sort of video together so I can ask him some questions so that you guys can benefit from a lot of great stuff that can help you with your relationships, whether you're single, in a relationship, or married, or divorced. Steven has a lot of experience that I think uh, some of his answers and what he's going to talk about today could really benefit you. And uh, Steven also did a guest post on projectlifemaster.com, which is great as well. Highly recommend checking it out. And uh, I've got a list of questions here that I'm going to ask Steven. But uh, I just want to thank you, Steven, for taking the time to be here today. And I look forward to this interview. Thanks, Stefan. I'm looking forward to it too. Pretty excited. And uh, it's a great topic. It's on everybody's mind a lot. Oh, absolutely. You know, so the first uh, area that I want to get into is maybe just kind of having you share a little bit about your story, how you got into doing what you do, how you became the relationship guy uh, is what you're called. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I guess it goes back to my mother. My father was in the military and so he was away a lot. So when I was a young kid, I was with my mother a lot and we used to do a lot of things together and uh, she basically taught taught me how to to speak to a woman just by my engaging with her a lot and it was a very close relationship one of the nicest moments i ever remember actually was when i used to wash her hair so it was very intimate time and you know washing her hair and stuff like that so we grew up was very close to her and i had a lot of positive feelings for women so that i think really helps a lot um and then uh, the next thing i sort of remember my my story is um, being about 11, 10, 11, I was at a little dance at our school, and uh, I was sort of sitting, you know, by the wall, arms crossed, and just sort of going, oh my gosh, you know, I've never danced before. And all of a sudden, two young girls, I don't know, maybe 12, one was 12, one was maybe 13, they just came over and grabbed me, brought me onto the floor, and taught me how to dance. <laughs> I thought, ah, hey, awesome. this is cool. <laughs> you know, so then again, so that's another positive experience with, mm-hmm. in this case, with young women. Oh, then I went through a real hard time. I, I got into high school and I was really small for my age and uh, life was really difficult for about four years. But in that process, because I looked so young, I looked like 10 when I was with 14 year olds, the beautiful women saw me as very unthreatening. So I became their confidant, right? Right, right? So I started to learn, you know, what their concerns were, what they were interested in, what their worries were. Of course, you know, I'm, you know, I'm dreaming in the back of my mind what I'd like to be doing with them. <laughs> and nothing was happening, but I did get to learn about them. Yeah. And finally, when I got into college, that's when life changed dramatically. And I, you know, I was in acting school, and so 
life took off for me. And relationships. So then I started to have a series of uh, basically serial monogamy. Mm -hmm. So lots of relationships and discovering that what I was learning in acting school was emotional expression. I was really good on stage with that, but I was really poor in relationships with that. Right. I, especially hearing a woman's anger, I did not know how to deal with that. Right. I would just do the traditional guy thing, you know, I would just shut off, get closed, stonewall, back off. So yeah. I did not know how to do that. So that took, that was about a 15 year learning process. And when I got married, I got married in my mid thirties and uh, to an Italian woman who was very good with emotions. And uh, I started to lose that fear of expressing my own anger. And I remember one day she, she and I were in a fight and she was yelling at me. And all of a sudden I yelled back <laughs> and I was having fun. And I thought, hey, this is cool. So all of a sudden I lost that fear. In that moment, I lost that fear of anger and expressing my, my own anger. Um, and then so... Acting, my mother, acting school, relationships, and then I was in academia. I went to university late in life, about 37, and um, I was studying emotion. I did a master's thesis on actors learning to express emotion. So I, I studied emotion and emotional expression a lot and communication, obviously. So that's why I'm the relationship guy. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. And so you're currently married now? Is it? Is I am. I've been married for 15 years. And... Um, She's a great woman, and uh, in the book, at the back of the book, this is this is how good I am at expressing emotion or expressing myself in communication. On the back of the book, my uh, ex-wife has written a testimonial. So. <laughs> it's got her stamp of approval. That's awesome. Exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, that's and my so, story. And so, what made you want to write a book? You know, and just were you just so passionate about relationships, or is it because you went through so many challenges? yourself with them, um, you know, and I know that's your, your mission and purpose now as well. Yeah, so. yeah. What's stimulated me to write the book was my clients. So I work as a uh, psychotherapist mm -hmm. and I do a lot of couples counseling. And I had these guys who were really going through a lot of pain. And the women in the session would often say, he doesn't know how to communicate. So I take a deep breath and then I would start the process of teaching guys how to communicate with women. And that can be quite a, a lengthy process. You know, it wasn't just going to be in one session. It spread over many sessions. And after a while, I got kind of tired of repeating myself. So I thought, I should just write a book. And then I can give the book to the guy. He can read it and then we can start therapy because then he'd have uh, a head start yeah. on the whole process. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So my next question is, what are the differences in communication between men and women? There's a lot of differences between communication <laughs> between men and women. And that's mainly stems from the way we've been brought up. Men, generally speaking, have been brought up to control our emotions, control our feelings. Uh, I don't know about you, but for me, I, I remember that, you know, those many times when I was really young, when my father or other bigger boys might say, you know, don't cry, you know, yeah. suck it out, be tough, you got to be a man. So we learn to control our emotional expression. Women is very different. They're allowed to express their emotions. That's not a problem. Especially, you know, feelings of joy, love, sadness, 
they're not allowed to express anger so much. You know, men is you know not so bad if express anger, but uh, so those are some of the differences. So just how we've been taught and what's allowed or appropriate to express. Right. Interesting. And then, so what would be the best way for a man to communicate with a woman? Is it to, to I guess, you know, as you said, we have a lot of these barriers that prevent mm. us from expressing ourselves, being vulnerable, emotional. Mm-hmm. Is it breaking free of that and allowing us to communicate in that sort of way to women? I think so. So in other words, breaking free of those shackles so that we have choice. It doesn't mean we're going to always, you know, be, you know, over-emoting. You know, you know, and having tears all the time, but at least to have the choice. And that's a, uh, for most men, that can be quite a challenge, breaking through that learned behavior. And we've learned it, we've done it for 20 years or whatever. And to break out of that and to practice that, that's a, yeah. that's a process. And, yeah. You know, can you, can you relate to this? Yeah, you know, absolutely. <laughs> you know, for me, I was, I, I took after more my mom um, yes. when I was younger. She I took on more her behaviors, her patterns. My dad was a very strong alpha type man, yeah, but yeah. I didn't really get along. I didn't vibe with him. I didn't spend a lot of time with him. I didn't have a good relationship. Right. And so for me, I noticed for myself, I was very shy. I was very, I was very feminine when mm-hmm. I was younger. I was very emotional, mm-hmm. sensitive to certain things. Mm-hmm. And, um, I had to, I think it's, it's definitely blessed me today because of my relationship, that sensitivity, caring, be able to communicate, yeah. um, and be emotional with my partners definitely served me. Um, but I've also had to learn to develop the other side of just being more right. masculine and strong and right. doesn't mean shutting down or withdrawing mm-hmm. or anything like that, but just having more strength. And I think it's a little bit of a balance of both, right? Yeah, I, I would absolutely agree. And that's why it's important to, for me to always remember everyone's an individual and yeah. everyone has their own story and being brought up their way. So I was brought up with a, a father who was a sergeant in the military. Mm-hmm. So emotional control was, that was yeah. the thing. <laughs> you know, I've never seen him cry ever, you know, so he was very strong. And, and my mother was the opposite. You know, she used to be, when she was younger, an actress, so she was very you know, traditional or standard in that way. Uh, emotional and so I saw both sides of the coin and but I think in, especially when I was younger I learned to control my emotions in emotional situations mm. for sure and then you know through my acting and all the relationships I started to realize that emotions were really important to be able to express that so that the woman I was with knew what was going on with me you know because if, they, if you're not showing your feelings they don't know. And so what do they do? They tend to get more emotional. They push. They yeah. push to find out what's going on. And guys, what do we do? Most guys, not all. We, we clamp down. We get tighter. The more they push, the tighter we get. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I think we have to take that into consideration. And yeah. uh, you know, the advice, you know, the talk, the conversation, you have to take it into your own personal life and take yeah. what works for you. What can, what can men do who maybe already are able to communicate that way, but they're as, you know, similar to what you described, they're stuck as the friend, you know, they're just yeah. kind of the, the guy that women can talk to about their feelings and emotions, but yeah. they don't have that energy for that attraction. Uh, is there anything that they can do? 
Yeah, being the best friend to a woman, that, that's painful. <laughs> <laughs> Every guy's been there for sure. Yeah, friend yeah. Zone. I think as a guy, we have to be careful of that. I mean, it's great to have woman friends. I still have woman friends, and my, fortunately, my partner's not jealous in any way, so that's great. But if you're out there looking for a woman, I think you it's important to stand in your, quote-unquote, male energy, and so that you're clear what you want. Yeah. So you're not wasting time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's fine to have you know a, a, a female as a friend, no problem there. But if you're actually interested in her, you need to cop to that really fast so that she knows and then yeah. she can set things yes or no, she's interested or not. So you're not wasting time on that. Because I think that's what happens when we get into that pattern of being the best friend. And uh, so we know those, unconsciously, we know those tricks, if you will, to, to be safe for the woman but then you're in a rut (laughs) and you're in trouble. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I can definitely relate to that. Um, For me as I was a dating coach here in Vancouver for over five Mm -hmm. years and seen lots of friend zones and exactly what you said, it's just having your intent clear. And I think a lot of the the men that are too nice, the nice guys, they're, they almost compromise their values and who they are to try to make the other person happy. And they're just in the pleasing mode instead of just, being direct, having your intent clear right from the start. Yeah. You know, if you directly compliment a woman or mm-hmm. let them know that you're interested or you like them, or even just having your intent known just by being flirtatious, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just kind of being playful and sexual yeah. and all that sort of stuff as well. And I find the nice guys, they don't want to cross any boundaries. Right. right? They don't want to take any risks. They don't want to push any buttons. They don't yeah. want to cross the line because they're afraid of like the rejection or whatever yeah. that could happen from it, right? But it's yeah. usually the guys that are able to, that are just direct, they know what they want, they're confident. I think those are the things that are ultimately attractive to women that's going to make them want to be attracted to you. Yeah, absolutely. And a buddy of mine way back when, what we did just to sort of get over our own sort of inhibitions about talking to women, we used to go to the bars and we used to play a game. The game had a, a rule is we'd never take anyone home from the bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was one. But what we'd do is we would ask women to dance. You know, they get no, no, yes, then we dance, then we, but we kept it up all night. So you would, we'd start to lose that fear of just yeah. asking women and talking with them and getting them up there. And so we used to do that, you know, a couple nights a week we'd go out dancing and we would just, and of course we're buddies, so we'd tag team and we'd give each other encouragement. So I think that's really important too, is just to practice. Totally, you know? and, and just overcoming that fear. Of mm-hmm. rejection, just as you said, desensitizing yourself towards it. Yeah. You know, I remember I, when I used to coach um, men, I'd bring them to a club, and you know, I'd tell them go talk to this girl or that girl, and they'd be too afraid. And right. I'd ask them what they're afraid of. They're afraid of rejection. So I said, okay, if you're afraid of rejection, then we need to go get rejected ten times. Exactly. You know, yeah. and it's actually hard to get rejected. We would we would purposely try to get rejected <laughs> by a woman, but it, it doesn't really happen. You know, it's yeah. they just. You know, most women are really nice. <laughs> so it's yeah, all, and, and that's a great learning. In your head. Yeah. Yeah. To discover that because we are, we live in our heads and we yeah. don't take action. So we live in our fear. And unless we get out there and practice and engage and communicate, we don't know. You know, and like you said, most women are pretty decent. You meet the odd one, yeah. but even that's good. You know, yeah. to, to meet someone who does it. It's like, oh, okay, next. Yeah. You, know, you don't have Absolutely. to take it personally. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I want to I want to cover because I know there's going to be a lot of different types of people watching this mm. that are in relationships that are single mm. men and women. Mm. What advice? Maybe maybe start not just for single people at first because we're kind of there. Um, what advice? We kind of covered some for men. Um, anything else for men? Any tips that can help them better communicate with women, or and then also with women, how can they better communicate or even attract men? Right. Well, for men, I, there's a little story I always like to talk about. Remember when you were a little kid and your mother or your father was taking you to the street corner, and what was the thing they told you about crossing the street? Stop. Stop. Yeah. Look. Yeah. And listen. That little bit of advice can go a long way. Uh, if, you, if you don't do that in relationship right now, if you yeah. can remember that, stop, look, and listen, half of your arguments are gone right there. For sure. Right there. Stop, look, and listen. So if you're doing something, you know, and your girlfriend or your wife comes over to you, stop what you're doing. You know, whatever it is, you know, assuming you know that she wants to talk to you. If you're watching the TV, you know, put it on mute. If you're really distractible, <laughs> turn it off, yeah. you know, and look, look her in the eyes, right? Which tells her that you're actually paying attention to her and then listen to what she has to say. Mm. That's critical. Yeah. Stop, look, and listen. If you're going out and dating, I think the biggest complaint I hear from women is that guys talk a lot about themselves. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, boring. It's like... It's got to be a dialogue. Mm -hmm. I once wrote a, an article called The Monologuist. You know, you know those people that always talk and they just don't listen. Yeah, yeah. And out of our nervousness, we can do that. So you may not even be that kind of person, but you're nervous, right? So if you're nervous, ask questions. Yeah. Get her to talk. And then that serves two purposes. Uh, it, it, it takes the focus off of you, and then you get to learn about her. Yeah. You know, plus so I think I think when someone when you're asking questions and people share, I mean, just in the sharing, they're opening up. Whatever it is, whatever whatever depth of the question is, you could ask, "What do you do for fun?" and you're going to get yeah. a dirt, one one level of openness. Mm -hmm. Or you could ask, "What's your passion?" and it will be, mm -hmm. you'd go even deeper. But the yeah. more the person person opens up and shares, the more they're going to trust you too, and the more they're going to connect with you. And I yeah. found that it's just opening up more and more and more. And, and I found a lot of power in just asking deep questions, you know, mm. what's your passion, you know, what's, mm. you know, just kind of deep, just to really questions they might not even know about themselves. Right. But right. women enjoy to talk and they enjoy to talk yeah. about those sort of things and the emotions behind them as well. So I found the more you can allow them to talk, the better for you. Right. And when you ask those deeper questions, they look at you like, oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> there's more to him than that pretty face. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it, it, it shows them that you know, you're thoughtful, that you're considerate, that you do think about these things, that these things are important to you. And uh, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. The other thing, uh, the number one thing that women list as important in relationship is humor. Humor is way up there. It's yeah. usually number one on most lists. Yeah. So... I wouldn't say don't try to be funny. That's probably the worst thing you could yeah. do, right? <laughs> no, don't crack the joke you heard at the water cooler at work. No, no, yeah. that's not going to work. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of just finding your own natural humor, and we all have it. You know, we all have different types of humor. You might have a quirky humor. You might be witty. You might be I don't know those kind of things. So to find and to know what 
aspects of humor are in you. And the way, best way to be humorous, of course, is to be relaxed. Yeah. So if you're relaxed, and then you can just be playful. And maybe that's even a better way into humor, is just by being playful. Mm, I agree. So if you, let's have fun, and out of having fun, humor just comes naturally. Totally, yeah. yeah. And then what about for women? What advice can you give uh, them? For women and uh, communicating with men, I would say it's real simple. Guys are simple. That's the first thing. Be concrete. Be clear. Be clear in what you want in the directions that you give. For example, if a woman says, gee, honey, what's that funny smell in the kitchen? Most guys will go, oh, I don't know, the garbage, I guess. And what she's actually saying is, honey, the garbage stinks, take it out. Yeah. But the guys, <laughs> you were going to answer the the question for as it is, which is, what's that smell? You know, and we're not sort of looking two or three steps beyond that. So be concrete. So, honey, the garbage smells, can you take it out now? You know, most guys go, oh, oh okay, sure, whatever, and they go and do it without thinking, right? Yeah. So be concrete, be clear. When talking to a guy, don't go right away to say, well, what are you feeling? Because mm-hmm. most guys will go into a state of confusion at that, <laughs> that point. I don't know what I'm feeling. You know, ask more, again, it's more concrete questions that he can relate to. So what are your thoughts on that? Right. You know, what do you believe about that? Right. How did that happen? You know, why do you think that happened? And then out of that, once he starts to get into the, the issue and explores it, then, well, how does that make you feel? And then you're like, oh, well, it makes me feel pissed off. You know, it's like I get angry when those things happen. And then you go, ah, okay, now we know where he's at with that. So that's um, my advice for ladies out there. That's great. And then is there anything that men and women can do to just better themselves, improve themselves in their relationships? You know, for example, with men, like one of the reasons we know each other is we're a part of a men's group. Right. And, you know, we get together every month and it's just that masculine being mm-hmm. around men is one thing I think that's important for men to mm-hmm. uh, to bring out that masculine energy. So do you have any advice like that of what men and women can do? Uh, yeah. Well, the first thing that comes to mind when you were saying that was something my, my wife said to me. And my wife's a feminist. I consider myself a feminist. But she does not like it when I get feminine. <laughs> She's real clear on that. Yeah. She likes it when I'm in that male energy. You know, it's that's just biology i think yeah. you know it's like we, we respond to that now a lot of guys confuse that and say well and they become masculine well does that mean i got to be rough and tough and be a jerk no it's it's about being in your confidence being in your strength knowing what you want being clear about what you want asking for what you want it's different between asking for what you want and demanding for what you want yeah. but if you can ask for it clearly and assertively then the other person knows where you're at and they can say yes or no, but they're clear. You're not wishy-washy. Yeah. Um, my wife hates it when I get wishy-washy. That's yeah. the last thing she wants. Um, so for men, I would say um, to look at yourself. And if you don't know how you're coming across, ask your buddies. They'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, for sure. <laughs> They'll tell you. And uh, self-development courses, yeah. you know, workshops, learning and, learning and practicing. And being, I'd say, being in a relationship. Mm-hmm. You want to know what's going on with you? Be in a relationship. You'll find out really quickly. You know? yeah, yeah. And you'll get a list from your partner as to what's not working. Yeah. The real trick there is to actually listen to that list mm-hmm. that comes back at you. And, and 
give it time and respect that that person took the time to give you that list of those three, four, five, ten things, whatever it is, they go, my goodness, maybe I could learn something. So that's the great opportunity in relationship is your growth, your personal growth. And for me, that's what I love about relationship, always being challenged. And I shouldn't say, well, me not always, but it goes through cycles. So it's like we work through stuff and we hit a plateau and we're very comfortable and happy with each other. Then all of a sudden, things start to get soft and fuzzy and then a little not so good. And then what's going on? And either there'll be a fight, an argument, or a challenge will come up. And then we have to work through that. Yeah. And, and if you're able to work through that, you become more intimate and relationships strengthen. So that's how relationships strengthen over time. Most people, as you in the question, one of the questions you were talking about uh, that you sent me, you know, how do you keep your relationship going over time? Mm. Because you get past that honeymoon phase, right? When you're in love, oh, everything's fine. That can last anywhere from two weeks to maybe a year if you're lucky. But at some point, you look at the person, you go, "Oh my God, <laughs> what the hell was I thinking?" Right? Yeah. That's when the work starts. Right. So, if anyone says relationships aren't work, I don't know if I buy. It. I mean, I think at some point, there's going to be work. You're going to go through a challenge at some point. After you've been in a relationship for a long time, usually you work through those challenges faster because yeah. you, you develop a way of working together. Yeah, you know, that's interesting. Um, you know, I, I think one thing that me and my girlfriend have done as well is we've, we've worked hard to, to build a good foundation for our relationship. For mm-hmm. example, we've set a vision for our relationship. And huh. we've got this amazing book I wish I had it on me but we set goals in our relationship the things we yeah. want to do together a bucket list yeah. um, you know so every week we're you know checking things off our bucket list and doing things that are fun and interesting we're pursuing goals together and we're pursuing this vision you know for ourselves of, of who we want to be in our relationship and then who we want to be together and I think that's been an important thing and it's been important for me to be with someone that has personal growth and self-development as a core value in a relationship because I think that if, if two people are committed to growing, then it's only going to get better. You know, it, it's any of the challenges or obstacles that come up, you both are going to be growing beyond that and you're going to have a better relationship for years to come. So I found that the personal growth piece, I think, is such an important part uh, of a relationship and just being committed to that. And I think... You know, me and my girlfriend were going to seminars together, going to mm-hmm. programs together and everything. So, yeah, I definitely agree. That's that's definitely a really important element of it. Yeah, that's that's incredible, Stefan, because what you've done, which very few people do, as you've said, our relationship, it's kind of like a business and we're going to work on it together. Yeah. And so you consciously working in and on the relationship. Most people don't do that. Most people just are in a relationship and that's it. And they don't think about it beyond that. Yeah. And then they wonder why it screws up. You know, when, or when things go bad, it's, oh my God, what do I do? You know, and by being conscious about it the way you are, it's wonderful because then you start doing things together. Like you do a workshop together. Yeah. Well, how fun is that? You know, because you're, sure, yeah. you're, you know, you're learning about yourself and then you're, then you discuss, you know, what's going on in the workshop. So you're becoming more and more intimate with each other. Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing that women want. They want intimacy. Yeah. And uh, workshops and self development is a great way to become intimate. 
Yeah. For you personally to learn about yourself and then to share that with someone, somebody who you're close to. Yeah. So that's really so important. My wife, when we first met, we've been together 15 years, she said she wanted somebody who was willing to work on the relationship. Mm. She had enough guys that weren't. She's yeah. like, not interested. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. How do you know if you're with the right person? You know, let's say you're with someone for, you know, the honeymoon phase is over. Yeah. You know, how do you know if this is the right person, if you're compatible and it's worth, you know, pursuing this relationship with that person? Right. That's obviously a difficult question. That's why you're asking it. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, that's a tricky one because obviously your emotions are getting involved yeah. in that. I think we can be with many, many, many different people. The question is, are you committed to working on the relationship? Because it's so easy to, to run. For me, unless the person is abusive, I know that it, it should be worth at least giving it a good solid try. Because right? it just can be personality differences or way of seeing things or, or whatever. And working through those can really develop an appreciation for that person. Whereas if you just back off and go away and disappear, you never really get to work through that. And it's going to come up again. Yeah, It's going to come up in the next relationship anyways. That's True. People re are repetitive in what they do. I've, seen, I've had clients come to me after a divorce, two months later, and they bring their new girlfriend. She even looks the same. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, oh my God. You know, so it's like, if you don't work through it, you'll have another opportunity to work through it. So, yeah. yeah. For sure. You know, and I've, I've noticed for myself, you know, I had a previous relationship that didn't work out. And mm -hmm. what kept us together at the beginning was, was the honeymoon phase. You know, we just yeah. had this lust, this passion, attraction for each other. But then once that wore off, you know, it was just like, we were just so different. Like we didn't have the same core values or goals right. or vision or interests or anything like that. So at that point it was, um, we didn't have that emotion that, that like passion and excitement that kept us together as much. And then we just realized how different we were and yeah. that it wasn't, you know, worthwhile going further with. And I think I've learned from that experience, how important it is to, to get clear on the person's values and kind of where they see themselves five, 10 years, you know, you know, for me, there's certain things that are important to me. Like I mentioned, self growth and uh, health and fitness and mm. core things like that, that yeah. I feel the person needs to have, you know, when I decide that I'm going to be with them for the long term. that way, I think once, if that emotion does wear off, then at least your align is going to be effortless, you know, rather than all this effort to try to make it work. Right. Exactly. I, I totally agree relationships are a challenge anyways and I have a philosophy which is get to know the person before you sleep with them not that I've ever practiced that but it's a really good idea <laughs> you know because once you sleep yeah. with someone and if you yeah. are attracted to them you get caught in that net and it's a very powerful net and that can blind you right to who the person is and then but at some point as you said it wears off and then you get to see, well, who is this person? And do we even have the same values? If you don't have the same values, it's definitely not going to work. Yeah, yeah. So if you can find out as soon as possible who this person is and going back to what we were talking about earlier, you know, if you have a conversation and you're asking those intimate questions, those deeper questions, you get a sense of where they're at. Yeah. Even something as basic as, you know, and you, know, you wouldn't do this obviously the first date, but at some point you'd say something like, you know, are you interested in kids or not? 
And if you are, and she's not, yeah. I mean, like, totally not, yeah. this is not going to work. Totally, yeah. This will be a sticking point, and it's going to, could be very problematic. Yeah. I, I, I was in a situation like that once, and it just, person was great, nice person, she thought I was great, but we just had two different desires. Yeah. I agree. You know, I think, for me, the more that I've worked on myself, the more I've been able to know myself and know what I want and what I'm looking yeah. for. And I think you got a, a, ch a chapter in your book on writing out and just being clear on what you want, which yes. I think is one of the most important things that anyone can do. Just getting clear on, you know, what are, what are the things that are most important to you? Yeah. You might have a whole long list, but just out of that list, there's maybe a few core things that are yeah. must for you. That's non-negotiable that you must have. Yeah. So I, I think that's a powerful process. I, absolutely. And then by writing it down, you know what it is and you've made it clear and so that you know and then you can ask for that and, to, and look for that to see what's what's going on yeah. it's a great exercise um, yeah highly recommend it and yeah. be careful what you ask for because <laughs> you're liable to get it yeah you know because I mean, sometimes we write those things up and go oh yeah that'd be great two or three years down the line but if you write it out it's scary how often it yeah. will come to you and how quickly yeah I yeah it's a dangerous exercise <laughs> yeah, totally. you know I'll, I'll share my experience I actually um, if people seeing this if they go on my Instagram or my Facebook they'll see a few months ago I put a, a post where I described that I was making a list of my ideal woman my, my queen mm -hmm. as I put it and the yeah. woman that I wanted and I had out my journal and I was writing it out and I also made a list of who I need to become to attract that woman. Ah. And I've done this several occasions throughout my life, um, but I was just giving it a little bit more emphasis at the time. And I just made a post about it on my Instagram and Facebook. Crazy enough, about two to three days later is when I met my girlfriend, who I'm with now. And, you know, we've been madly in love, amazing relationship. And she is everything on my list, which is incredible. And, you know, it's just amazing like all the, the the work that I've done on myself, developing myself is what allowed me to identify, you know, what I was looking for and what I wanted to. But I believe just putting that intention out there had a lot of power. It's just yeah. really powerful just putting it out there in the universe or whatever, how you attract that person. Um, and I'll also share another moment too, because this is related to what we were talking about before. Mm -hmm. um, our first date, we went uh, for a walk on the seawall. We we're at the beach and everything. And we're sitting on a log and we we're just talking about uh, asking deep questions, great conversation, everything. Mm -hmm. And I started to ask her questions like, what is her, you know, where does she see herself in 10 years? And what is her ideal perfect day? You know, mm. if there's no limits, what would be your ideal day? Where would you live? You know, what would your life look like, you know, from start to finish? And right. I've done a lot of contemplating with myself with that, my ideal day, my vision board and all, all that sort right. of stuff. And when I started asking her that, she... She was like kind of blown away. One that I actually asked it, right? Because she doesn't have these sort of conversations with a lot of men. Um, but it made her like her whole state shifted where she started to think about like the future and what's possible and her vision and where she would live. And right. she had some limitations. Like she didn't believe she could do this or that, but I helped her see that she could and anything that she wanted to achieve or do or live is possible. Right. And I remember that that one conversation was just a really uh, powerful event in our relationship. And she's kind of referenced that a few times in our relationship because she, she was fascinated by the fact that I actually cared 
to know that and was interested in knowing that in her future and what where right. she wanted to go. And I think that's that's good because it, it back to the communication piece that we we're talking about before, you know, asking those deep questions and mm-hmm. um, is as powerful, but also it helps you really know, you know, can I see myself with this person, you know, and yeah. our visions align for our life. You know, if you want to go in this one direction, she wants to go in another, it can be a conflict. Whereas if you're both on the same path in some degree, um, I find that that's a really powerful thing. And my girlfriend and I were not similar in, in everything that we do, but we have similar values, like contributions really important to her. She, you know, she volunteers, she goes to Brazil to volunteer. And, you know, for me, I contribute in my own way, but it's just a core value that is important right. to us. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And then you, and then you get to share each other's visions. You get in alignment yeah. And then you can move forward together and supporting each other. And of course, that's the great fun about a relationship as well, is supporting each other to achieve your personal dreams and goals and aspirations. And then sharing your personal wins with each other. Yeah. And that is like a bank account. It's like you're constantly making these deposits, these emotional, psychic deposits, yeah. so that when you do have a rough time, you've got something to draw on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we need that. Because if you don't have it, you have an empty bank account when the hard times hit, you're already, you know, you're starting at zero and you're going down as opposed to having a full bank account and then you can withdraw and then uh, get back on track with those things. Reminds me of a business uh, partner I once had uh, about having different goals. We didn't know it at the time, but we started the business. We were doing very well. And we were at 14 employees and we were about to double our workforce. And... Uh, all of a sudden, he came to me shortly thereafter, and he, he, he basically got a divorce with me on our business. And afterwards, I discovered his ideal level was seven, seven employees. He didn't want more than seven employees. And here I am. We're already at 14, and we're about to double. Right. Of course, he just freaked out. But that's, So our profitable business stopped dead in its tracks because we hadn't discussed the future vision of where we were going to go together with this business. Mm. So marriage is, or a relationship is the same. Yeah. If you're not discussing the future, who knows yeah. what's driving the two of you. Yeah, t- totally. And let me ask you a question um, just about sex. Because uh-huh. uh, you mentioned this in the book as well. Any advice just to have a better sex life in your relationship? Yeah, okay. froze there. Talking about sex, froze. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Somebody's watching us. <laughs> Can't talk about sex. <laughs> All right, we're good, we're good now. <laughs> so what I was saying was, first, be healthy. Be physically fit. That's just so important because it, it affects your body, especially when you get older. you got to be fit. Uh, communicate about it. I mean, we don't usually have a talk about sex before we go into bed with somebody, which is... And I'm not sure if one should necessarily, but somewhere in the process of getting to know someone, talking about sex is really important. I mean, one of my, the Kindle book that I have, uh, The Sex Formula, How to Calculate Sexual Compatibility, is all about that. Because, you know, if you want sex three, four times a week and your partner wants it once a month, this could be a problem. And she may be great in all sorts of other ways, or he may be great. And, and those things sometimes change over time, right? So when I'm dealing with clients who are in their uh, past 40, let's say, often they're becoming disinterested in sex or their libido is dropping 
and the women are strong and they're wanting more. So I get women complaining about the guys, yeah. which is a total flip from you know when you're in your twenties, you know, the early thirties. So uh, being able to talk about what's going on with you, and and I suppose other than money, this is one of the biggest areas that couples don't talk about is sex. Like what's happening? What do you like? So we kind of just sort of do it and. And then at the end of it, it's like, oh, how was that for you? Oh, fine. Okay. Boom. End of conversation. As opposed to really having those deeper conversations and those profound questions that you were talking about and say, well, you know, what do you like? You know, or do you have fantasies? Or, and so you're exploring and, and sometimes it's awkward and you're embarrassed and you're shy or your partner might be. But so then you can be gentle about it and be playful again. And, and then you can really enhance the relationship by being partners on your sexuality, not just two people who are having sex together and not really knowing what the other person's deeper experience is. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's one awesome. thing. Yeah, no, that's great. And I think, you know, it comes down to communication. As you yeah. said, it's your whole, what your book's about and everything. Communication is so important. Yeah. Uh, in a relationship. And, you know, I'll, I want to share one thing too, actually, that's um, been interesting that can anyone that wants to spice up their sex life or have more fun or, or create more there uh, is even creating a sex bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> because you can write out whatever fantasies you guys have together. Maybe it's sex on the beach or, yeah. you know, wherever or a romantic thing or yeah. in the shower or it could yeah. be, uh, I don't know, some, some role playing or fantasies or yeah. toys. There's so much variety that can yeah. be experienced with sex. Maybe it's learning Tantra together, right? There's so yeah. many things, but I found that just having a bucket list, you know, even for sex or whatever, it just, it always makes it fun and interesting because it's always different and, yeah. and it's uh, something you're going to want to put more energy into. That's right. Again, it, it, it's, it's saying that our sexual life is important. Yeah. And you're putting time and effort into it. And the yeah. bucket list is great because then again, you're writing it down. So you're putting yeah. it on paper, you're making it concrete. And then, you know, someone picks it out. Say if you had a literal bucket and you pick out something. Yeah. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And then you have to deal with what that brings up for you. Mm-hmm. And that becomes a discussion because some person might go, Oh, that terrifies me. I'm not sure if I want to do that. Okay, yeah. let's talk about that. What's, right. you know, what's scary about that and this and that. So again, you're creating intimacy mm. in a very intimate part of your life. Yeah. You know, your sexual life. Yeah, that's great. So I want to wrap up soon. I'm going to ask you about your book and how people mm-hmm. can get in contact with you. But before that, do you have any final thoughts, advice, maybe something from your book or anything you just want to leave people with um, that you think can benefit them? Yeah. Uh, come from love. So in the book, I talk. Uh, there's a, a quote from the Bible, actually. Not that I'm a super duper Christian or anything, but uh, the Bible has some good things to say, and uh, and it talks about love, just how open love is, how compassionate love is, how forgiving love is. So whenever you're engaging and communicating with your partner, especially when you're fighting, is to remind yourself, hold on, I actually love this person, and if you can remember that first. You can take a deep breath and then you can come to the discussion or to the argument with some, some love. Often what I say to people is tell the person first, like, sweetheart, I just want you to know I really love you and this pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but you, you know, you you at least said, "Hey, I love you." Because if you just yeah. come in with the attack, yeah, they're gonna get defensive. Absolutely. So that's that's my final parting words. You know, come from a place of love. That's perfect. Well, this has been great. I've learned a lot. I think this will benefit a lot of people. Do you want to tell people about, you know, you got your new book out and everything. You yeah. want to tell them about your book, how they can get it, uh, how they can get in contact with you, your website, anything yeah. else that you want people to know. Okay. So the book here, there we go. So that can get on Amazon. If you, um, and make sure when you're typing in the title, it's talk to me with the number two. That's right. important. And then just put the title, talk to me, and then Stephen Lake and, That'll get you to Amazon. If you live in Vancouver area and you want to just get it much faster, uh, just give me a call and uh, we can arrange a, a drop-off or something or pick up or whatever. And it would even be cheaper, actually. I'll give you a deal. <laughs> give Stefan's people five bucks off uh, for those who are local. Let's see. Uh, my phone number, if you uh, need to get a hold of me, 604 505 3536 604 3536 uh, the website uh, would be uh, the relationshipguy.ca the sex formula that's a kindle thing so that's uh, what's that, 696 or something like that uh, that's easy just go to kindle and type in the sex formula how to calculate sexual compatibility that'll take you there what else? What other information do you need? Um, no, that's great. Maybe your email address. Yeah. Uh, Stephen.Lake at therelationshipguy.ca. Stephen.Lake at therelationshipguy.ca. Perfect. That should yeah. get you all the stuff. Yeah, and what and, I'll do is I'll, I'll make sure to have links and just all this information below the video so people can, just in case they didn't get a chance to write it down, they can just click there or okay. access it that way. Yeah, and um, if you buy the book, I will give until, let's see, the end of the month for your people, I will give them a 15-minute uh, consult mm, awesome. on the uh, Skype or the phone or whatever for free. So that's about a $50 deal. Wow. So, yeah. That's awesome. So just send me just proof of purchase uh, on the Talk To Me book and... I'll give you 15 minutes. I love that. That's awesome. That's 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 a no-brainer for anybody that's single in a relationship. Definitely take Stephen up on this offer. I mean, his book here is amazing. It's a great book. Um, you know, I know Stephen personally is an amazing guy. Has a lot of expertise and a lot of passion behind what he does. So, highly recommend people to pick up his book. Get in contact with him. I'll make sure to have the instructions for everything um, below this video um, so people can send you the receipt or whatever it is for your book. But I want to thank you again for taking the time today. You know, really appreciate it. I think it's going to benefit a lot of people and um, look forward to talking again soon. So thank you very much. Thank you, Stephen. That was great. Great fun. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. Make sure to visit the blog at www.projectlifemastery.com for more videos, podcasts, and articles that can help you take your life to the next level.